0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now upon us. E3 is going to be locked and loaded. So please stay tuned. Check out our podcast. We have exclusive uh, interactions with my main man, Joe. He's going to be calling in and we're going to get our own insights during our live stream Twitter in regards to what are our predictions for E3, what is anticipated, what are the surprises, and what are these companies going to be doing for this new age of gaming stay tuned as a surprise who would have thought google will start e3 rights they actually now announced new details of google stadia for those that don't know stadia is the new innovation from google that is allowing gamers like us and everybody else to play hardcore games on chrome browsers Desktops, laptops, even your TVs with minimum ha- hardware. Okay, so now let's look at to the details that has been explained through the Stadia Connect on YouTube. You know, because Google owns YouTube. Okay, so there's a lot of there was a lot of speculation about what's the pricing, how it's gonna be. Is it gonna be like Netflix type of deal, and not not necessarily. What it is now is they uh, it's gonna be coming out in the fall, November. And now they stated that there was a Founders Edition, which actually comes with the Stadia controller, which kind of mimics what you call uh, like a PlayStation um, controller with the joysticks right there. It's like a, a PlayStation 4 controller and Xbox kind of, you know, squeezed together. But it's it's like a general generalized uh, console controller. Then it comes with the Chromecast Ultra, which I guess is the upgraded Chromecast controller uh, item to connect to your TV, um, that would be included with the Founders Edition, as well as three months of on-the-house Stadia Connect subscription, which is titled Stadia Pro, and, uh, and then, on top of everything, to make it sweet, and what made the actual uh, uh, um, presentation, sorry, I'm trying to wake up in the morning, what made the presentation is Destiny 2.0. The new expansion will be released on Google Stadia and the Destiny 2 game you're getting includes everything, including the new expansion. So that's pretty wild because we didn't think Google Stadia is going to have a pull like Destiny, Bungie, you know, to be a part of Google Stadia's launch, okay? So that's what the Founders Edition includes for $130, Now, the subscription is Stadia Pro, and that's $9.99 a month. Weird part is, the only way to sign up for Stadia now is only getting the Founders Edition, which is available to pre-order. So, you're kinda stuck getting the Founders Edition to even get a gist of how Stadia works. And then they hinted at 2020, in the beginning of 2020, they will release what's called Stadia Base, which is pretty much a free version of stadia and to get games you have to purchase them individually so technically you're you're going to be having a service to play on multiple uh operating systems you know laptops desktops um and tvs that run you know with the chromecast uh usb and you would pay the game separately so it's like you don't need to buy a dedicated console is what they're saying for the stadia base whereas um stadia pro you get it, it's somewhat the same thing, but here's here's the difference between the base and the pro. The pro is obviously ten dollars. The base is free. The ten dollars actually allows you to have sixty frames per second, four K um, visuals and experience with pro, of minimum thirty five megabytes per second uh, speeds, whereas the base. It's about 720 to 1080p, 60 frames per second, but not 4K. So, I mean, why not, right? But depends on what games or free games will be coming out. There was no mention of any Battle Royale games or free-to-play games during the Stadia Connect, which I think is going to happen. They just need to make sure the behind-the-scenes plays right. Um, but, yeah, it's that's a great start for, for uh, E3, you know, because now... That was Thursday. I'm recording this today on Friday, and so I don't think there's any surprise things happening on Friday. Who knows? But Saturday is gonna be EA. Sunday is gonna be Microsoft and some months, uh, Bethesda. Then Monday is gonna be Square Enix, and it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. As again, we're gonna have a, a live stream, um, a prediction session with my main man Joe to see what we could do. Or to, to guess what's going to happen or any surprises that's going to happen in this year's E3. And this year's E3 is totally, totally crazy now. You know, it used to just be like good two days, and then it was now changed to three. And now Sony's out the picture. Square Enix took the slot, and now it's expanding more. And Google Stadia now is causing a major threat. I personally think now it's a major threat, but their system as far as getting customers Onto the bandwagon of Stadia They have to be a little bit lax It seems to be a bit old But I guess it's the agreement with publishers And developers to make sure they're getting their money With the purchases While Stadia is going to be the cloud console
1: A new pokemon press conference was just happened and a lot of things was actually announced as just a like a day or two ago the pokemon 2019 press conference was announced and they did announce a pretty decent amount of games they're also holding another conference physically just for sword and shield next week i'll be talking about that as soon as that day comes but for what they announced this time it was mainly mobile games and a switch game so one of the games they we're talking about is a game called pokemon masters coming out for both the ios and the android pretty much there's going to be you're going to be battling along with your favorite pokemon trainers from all the past pokemon games which i think that is awesome you'll be able to fight with like brock lorelei giovanni whitney you know all those type of trainers which it'll just be interesting to see you know what will come about that it's being developed by the pokemon company and also dina the people who also develop nintendo's mobile games super mario run and the animal crossing pocket camp so they haven't released a date yet they haven't released too much info about this game yet so pretty much they're going to announce more information next month they just wanted to put it out there just to give a little feels to see how this works what they're saying is this will be a casual but unique pokemon experience very curious on what they mean by casual i don't know if it's going to be a turn-based like the original pokemon games or they're going to do like i don't know I'm I'm very curious on what they're going to do with this one because the way they did Super Mario Run, they made it like an automatic run game where you just focus on jumping, pocket cam. They kind of stuck with the way Animal Crossing is, but they kind of like dumbed it down a bit so it's more easier accessible on the phone. So we'll see how that goes. They also... Wh- they also planned on Pokemon Home, which is the sequel... To Pokemon Bank, which is, yes, yeah, a sequel to Pokemon Bank, which is. The popular bank in the 3ds where you'll be able to transfer all your pokemon from the past games into that so you'll be able to easily transfer them to you know the newer games so pretty much pokemon home is going to do the same thing but this time they're going to put all the pokemon from pokemon bank also all the pokemon from pokemon go which i think that's actually pretty awesome and also the the Switch games from Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee, and the new Pokemon Sword and Shield, which I think is is a great idea what they're doing. So pretty much what the Pokemon bank. Print. You put your Pokemon in there, They you put it in the game, transfer it over to the bank, and you'll be able to access them anywhere. And the good thing is, they're actually putting it on our phones. So you'll be able to access your Pokemon, take a look at the stats, see them. Uh, they haven't gave too much detail on exactly what you can do. And I'm pretty sure next week when they talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield, they'll give more details on the aspects of how they're going to integrate this with the game. But I just think it's awesome that I'll be able to bring my Pokemon that I play on the game, put it on my phone, which I always have my phone no matter what day, time, Whatever, so I'll be able to look and see what I have, which I think is fantastic. I have a bunch of games because I've been in a Pokemon gamer since when it first came out in '98, so I've just been playing ever since then. So, having the Pokemon from then and transfer it over to my new game, I think that's a, actually a pretty awesome idea, and I'm excited for when they're gonna do it. So, it's all gonna be based cloud based, of course, you know, cloud cloud storage is everything nowadays and you'll be able to trade globally online with friends and and you can also trade with trainers nearby which i think that's a great idea too so you know if you meet people outside doing your pokemon goes who knows maybe they'll also have the app and you could trade some pokemon nearby like that which (laughs) i'm glad they're finally doing this i should have done this years ago but i know the technology nowadays is where it's at so they're able to do it much more efficiently now. So whenever they decide to bring this, which they're looking to come out in early 2020, they haven't decided on the exact date yet. So I'm just excited on how this is gonna work. So I wonder if it's gonna be anything like you pay like a monthly payment two on it for the cloud service or not. They haven't gone into details on that. So I'm hoping it's a free concept, but who knows? Yeah, you know, everyone needs money, right? So. We'll see. And then they also announced another mobile game called Pokemon Sleep. Pretty much, this is going to be like a companion app slash new app that's going to go similar to Pokemon Go. Anytime that you sleep you There'll be also there's ways to grow your Pokemon and make your Pokemon much better. They haven't gone to too much details of a lot of that. They just I guess they just wanted to announce a lot of things and they're gonna go into more detail next month during E3, which is kind of weird why they even did a conference this early. But I think it's pretty cool that pretty much you could wake up with your Pokemon every morning. And you and the gameplay experience will change depending on how much hours and how much time you sleep. So they're trying to get you to sleep more hours, which, <laughs> yeah, I never do. So we'll see how this works. I'll definitely will be trying it out as soon as it comes out. And, you know, trying to entertain. And they're also releasing a Pokemon, the Pokemon Go Plus app. Remember that app that came out with the pokemon go back in the day it's like a little watch thing that you could you know train your pokemon while on the watch and not looking at the phone well they're doing like a plus plus version of it which is pretty much the same thing but also if you wear it while you sleep it tracks your sleeping and that's how it transfer the information from you know where you're sleeping into the phone into the game which i think it's actually pretty cool i wonder how comfortable it is to sleep with though because i'm a really tosser so we'll see how that works i'm just excited what they're doing it's like different but it's also pretty fun that they're doing this i'm just can't wait i can't wait to see how that goes and of course one of the last things they announced was a new pokemon detective pikachu game and not for the 3ds like the first game was it's actually going to be coming out for the switch they didn't allow a release day on it, but it's going to be a new adventure. It's actually going to complete the story from the first game to, to this game. So it's actually good. It's not going to be a remake. It's going to be a whole new story that's going to continue from where the 3DS game left off, which reminds me, I need to get into that 3DS game. And I'm assuming they're doing this because pretty much, you know, the new Pokemon detective movie, by the way, very good movie go watch it that it did so well that of course you know people are getting antsy for a new detective pikachu game and i think that's actually pretty good it got the first game did get good ratings didn't sell the best in the usa but you know with the new movie maybe it might change who knows so i'm excited when they get more information on that game to see you know how's it how well it's gonna sell over in america so i'm excited for this pokemon conference i had and i'm excited for of course next week pokemon sword and shield i just want to know the new pokemon the new gameplay the new story maybe some new enemies like i just want some more information i know it comes out in november and who knows what they're going to be releasing what kind of information they're going to have in this direct but i'm excited i can't wait So my take at the Microsoft
0: E3 conference this year was great. It was very, uh, very um, interactive. Let's just put it that way. Um, what really stole the show for me personally would be Cyberpunk 2077. Not only because of the how the game is being portrayed, how the graphics are intense, but Keanu Reeves, bro. Yo, the whole, the graphics on that on that It's just ridiculous captured everything in the voice acting as well. I hope he plays a good major part in the series and hopefully it continues on. That that gives a good freedom to uh to make a John Wick game, you know what I mean? Like to to make sure that is in production. But uh Microsoft, I thought the surprise was going to be w- w- more major, but this was really good though. I'm not going to lie. That Keanu Reeves uh Cyberpunk 2077, that was pretty that was cool. I give I give you all that. What I really didn't like is most of the games that they were shown off, you can get it on the PS4. So when I looked at Cyberpunk 2077, I'm like, "Damn, I'm going to have to get an Xbox. This is crazy." Boom. It's coming off PS4. And most of the indies will be in the Game Pass, which is cool, but that's not that's not that's not a seller, you know? It's just Uh, Only Gears 5, which they talked more about that, and they introduced a new uh, three-player co-op, Escape. Um, That is a good first party. and That's still probably the only go-to besides Halo and Halo Infinite. Microsoft is doing the old-school way and releasing the new Xbox coming out, which is a release date of holiday in 2020. Not an exact release date, but holiday, so we all know it's going to be running November, December And that's going to end up being bundled, oh, a launch title of Halo Infinite. So I do like how the trailer that they released near the end of it reminded us about the original Halo Combat Evolved. That was cool. Now what I didn't like is Project Scarlet was literally what PS5 has said in previous leaks, not really leaks, but reports and interviews and when I was watching the presentation, I'm looking at the design. It look it reminded me of an Apple keynote. I'm looking at it, and I see the white. I'm like, "Oh, Snap's gonna be white. Oh, it's gonna be a little curve with the, the rectangle. Oh, what? No, that ends up being like little hallways. Of nothing, nothing about the console whatsoever. So we don't know what it looks like. Um, and yeah, it's just you know they 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 do have a lot of promise. SSD, uh, real hardware, virtual. Um, real-time lacing real lacing I I forgot what the exact term is um it's just it was cool I like how they talked about the specs that's that's okay but I wanted to see a console um it is coming out 2020 holiday so that's all right um and then another thing too what they kept it very bleak was called Project X Cloud, and that is pretty much their version of streaming the only thing I've gotten out of it is the beta is going to be around October the same time frame as uh uh Google Stadia um, the Xbox One will be the server point. So it's not something that's going to be a separate separate entity. It's going to be powered by the Xbox One. And obviously the, the new Project Scarlet, whatever it's going to be called. Um, so that is their, their server, their beacon. It's going to be an Xbox system. Um, it's going to be a gateway to allow yourself to play on the cloud. Or have that hop around to other devices in the cloud makes you wonder is it just locally in the household in a certain tethered by a wi-fi connection in home or is it something that it could literally hop on into a registered device and go from there um, i know the good part about game pass they have a, a, the bundle which is xbox game pass for those that don't know it's like the netflix of a 100 plus games that xbox has and each time it kind of has the window some go some some they keep some go um they announced that with PC which is great um as well as uh there's some other perk with it too i'm off the top of my head I don't really I don't recall oh no no oh and Xbox Live Xbox Live is bundled with that for 14.99 so the PC you get the experience of Xbox game pass for the PC the Xbox with Xbox Live, all in one for forty nine nine. That is not a bad deal. I'll tell you that right now. That's very affordable, very approachable. Um, so for overall, Microsoft did their thing. I think what really stole the show for everybody is having a uh, an actor that's relatively violent in the John Wick series um, to be animated so heavy. You know of Keanu Reeves. You know. And to have him be in the actual video game, that's pretty cool. I would wait for that game. That's pretty cool. And you know, um, I I am a fan of PS4. I have a PS4. I haven't the latest Xbox thing that I purchased was the Xbox 360. Uh, for me, I want to get an Xbox just because I would want to experience and play it. But to be quite frank, to be frank with you, um, there's not enough first party titles are nothing that separate that allows me to spend that much money on the Xbox. So that that's my my personal take. I know a lot of this Xbox fanboys, there's PS4 fanboys, and then there's those that own both those consoles but prefer one against the other by specs wise, preference wise, gaming wise. So I it was okay. It was good. It was good. I think better than everything so far. I'm this is on Monday and I'm I'm uh recording it Uh, before Square Enix. I'm on the way home now to go ahead and watch that. So, that's going to be epic, I hope. But, uh, I think Xbox did good. They did good.
1: Microsoft wanted to win this year, huh? As you know, the... Microsoft E3 2019 was yesterday and there was it was actually uh, it wasn't bad it had some good stuff in it though I will definitely say one of the most things I'm excited about they used they did it last year and they did it this year they announced a new Tales game Tales of the Rise. Tales is one of my favorite series ever and there was rumors that one was gonna come out, they didn't say what it was gonna be or anything like that, but it was officially announced. They showed the trailer. Game looks amazing. They didn't say exact date when it's coming out, but it will be coming out next year. Worldwide release. So I'm excited about that. So can't wait till that comes out. Another one I'm excited about is of course Psychonauts 2 they did also announce Tim Schafer was there and it's also been announced that Double Fine, his company will be now part of the Microsoft Game Studios so they're going to be making games specifically for Xbox but thank god that Psychonauts is still coming out for the PS4 which I'm excited about but it's good that the game looks fantastic i love how the game looks i love that style like it's been a long time since the last psychonox came out so i'm excited for this one another one that looked interesting we'll see how it goes it's by the same makers from software the guys who did of course dark souls it's called elden ring and it's by them and also george rr R. martin you know the guy who does all the game of thrones he's actually going to be collaborating with from software on this game so it's probably mostly going to have that you know that fantasy medieval type of look similar to probably game of thrones and for what i saw the trailer it does look like it's going to be good not not too much information of course came out on, on it but i'm excited about that and of course they finally showed battletoads some actually gameplay you know it looks what a Battletoads game, what I would think will look like. It's 2D. Nice looking 2D. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm not sure if I'm too excited about that one. Um, and then they started showing, like, other games that I'm not, like, damn, like bleeding edge looks similar to team fortress and the whole battle royale multiplayer thing not really into that they showed minecraft dungeon looks like diablo doesn't even come out until next year spring i didn't know minecraft was still a thing but apparently it is and also what what shocked me was Fantasy Star Online 2 is going to be exclusive to the west on the xbox one. The reason I said that is originally this game came out back in 2012 on PCs, but in Japan only. So, this is the first time it was released outside of Japan into the Americas, but it's going to be exclusive on the Xbox One. It will be free to play, because it is an M.O.R.P.G., but I used to play the game back in the day, so I'm actually kind of excited about this. We'll see, like, you know, if I actually will get it or not, but I, I mean, I was actually shocked that they were getting this. Like, this what's like i was shocked by that and of course one of the games that i really love the look of ori and the will of the wisps this is the sequel to the original ori game and ah gorgeous looking of course love the style it's like a cute little platform action platformer games 2d it looks great unfortunately it's not coming out until next year i didn't i thought it would actually come out this year but i was shocked that's not it'll be coming out february 11 2020 So, we'll see how that goes. Pretty excited about it, though, so... And they actually showed another one, a game that I didn't know about, and they just showed it off. Blair Witch. You know, based off the movie that came out back in, like, 2000. The game actually looks kind of creepy. We'll see, you know, if it's actually going to be scary or not, but I'm excited about it. And, of course, no no date yet, so we'll see. Now, the one I was most excited about... Cyberpunk 2077. Oh my god. That gameplay, that trailer, was everything. It's like, it's my aesthetic. I love that whole sci-fi, cyberpunk look, the style, everything. It's just, it's going to be fantastic. And then, of course, when Keanu Reeves just came out of nowhere, and was like he's going to be in the game and he was like cheering on the audience and you know having hype having hype at the conference i was just like oh my god it's like this game just got 100 percent better and we actually got a release date it'll be coming out april 16th of next year which for a game like that i can understand why it needs a little more time for polish and stuff so as long as the game is good i'll be happy to play that so that's the one i'm definitely excited about now at the end they did actually talk about their new xbox system project scarlet i'm not sure if that's gonna be a 100 percent thing but i believe we'll see if it's still gonna stick with the name and it's going to have 8k gaming along with 120 frames per second which <laughs> that's gonna mean it's gonna be extremely powerful no lag apparently no load times for what they're describing um the only thing that kind of, I mean, I understand it's not out yet stuff, but I want to kind of like a glimpse of the system. They didn't really show it. I'm just like come on you're gonna show up some of it but i guess it's understandable so because it's going to be coming out holiday of next year which pretty much that was the rumors what they were saying like the new system was going to be coming out next year so it's around the time i was expecting it to be we'll see more th- information will come out about it and i'm just i'll hear about it let's see maybe i'll actually be getting this one who knows And then, of course, they discussed their xCloud Gaming, you know, Cloud Gaming. They've been talking about this forever, and they finally have a release date of October. So we'll see how that goes. And they also talked about their new Game Pass, which they're adding the PC Game Pass. And pretty much they have a new package deal where you could get the pc game pass the xbox game pass and the xbox live for just 15 bucks a month which i think it's a great deal especially you'll be able to access both and get to play online with your friends chat with them and all that so i think it's just fantastic so overall it was a pretty decent like they, what surprised me too is the new Halo Infinite will be a launch title for Scarlet. And also Gears of War 5, which I have to say the escape mode actually looks pretty sick. Even though I'm not into those type of games like that, it actually looks pretty fun. It will be coming out this year, finally, after years of it being made, September 10th. So, not too far away. So, I'm excited for this. I'm hoping that you know the xbox actually do well but it seems like it has some good games coming and coming in the future so we'll see how this goes i'm pretty excited A new Pokemon Direct for po- Sh- Pokemon Sword and Shield just came out. So, as you know, the new Direct for specifically focusing on Pokemon Sword and Shield has come out. And, wow, this the trailer was good. I, it's getting me super excited. And they did announce a decent amount of things that's going to be happening in the Pokemon. And, of course, one of the main things I want to talk about first are the new Pokemon. Because they introduced a couple of new Pokemon. First one is called Wooloo, which is a normal type Pokemon. And it's a sheep, and it's adorable, and I love it, and I just want it. I don't even know if I'll be using it in battle, depending on how strong he is, but he's just adorable, and I just want it. And then there's another one they introduced, which is a grass type called Gossifleur. I believe that's how it's pronounced French. Um, that's going to be a grass Pokemon. Um, it's kind of cute looking. You know, it's a little, you know, it's a little. I guess they kind of going a little more humanoid a little bit. It has like a hat kind of like tilted on a side, like a little fancy, like going into the Kentucky Derby type of thing. But it's it's kind of cute. I'll see how that works. And then they showed an evolved form of a Pokemon, which is Glossy Fleur's evolved form, which is Elder which is pretty much the look of it looks nice too it's grass also and the way it looks is this kind of looks like it has like a huge white afro it's really like dang i'm i'm excited for that you know it's always nice to see what they're going to do with the grass not sure if this is going to be its final form or if this is just the middle form is going to be a third final form, we'll find out you know more closer to the date of the release of the game they also released a water rock pokemon called dreadnought which gives me strong strong snap turtle vibes as you you'll see that it looks literally exactly like a snap turtle and i think that's pretty cool i mean they haven't used a snap turtle i mean they use other turtle looks you know like like Grodel and all that like little you know, turtle types but this is the first time they're actually using a snap turtle type buff look which is nice it looks kind of menacing looking the teeth, the mouth looks nice so I'm excited to see how this will work and then the last one is Corvenite, which is a flying steel pokemon i swear to god when i first saw the trailer it looked like it was going to be like a dark steel because i could see like the steel because of the armor but it's also a raven so i was thinking you know maybe dark but from what i'm seeing it's just going to be a flying steel which eh, it's a little you know it's kind of cool it reminds me of a stormery, but the look of this guy looks amazing and what's going to be used for is traveling back to towns that you have visited which I think is great so you'll be able to use him to fly to where you need to which I'm excited about that and of course they introduced a new a new feature similar to how it was like you know mega evolve on the past features they're introducing what they call Dynamax which is pretty much you haven't have a uh up accessory called the Dynamax band and you'll be able to grow your Pokemon into like a gigantic size. It's going to it's gonna be huge, its moves gonna be pretty much special moves that's gonna add extra features to them, extra status effects to them. The only thing with this is you're only allowed to do it once per battle and it only lasts three turns. So you have to be smart with this because of course in the game is going to be I wonder how it's going to be used and how smart it's going to be used. Like, cause when I first saw it, I was like, oh, a little, looks a little gimmicky, but who knows? Maybe it'll be important to use and it won't be that gimmicky. But it does look cool, I will say that. And then the thing they added also, which is which is kind of funny because they're adding this from the Pokemon Go games, is the max raid battles. You could get you and three other friends. And you'll be able to battle these Dynamax creatures, which pretty much stay huge the entire battle. And have, of course have powerful moves, so you need all four of you to battle this Pokemon. And if you win the battle, you'll be able to catch the Pokemon. Which I think is great, because what they're saying is certain Pokemon can only be battled and caught this way. Which, that just makes me wonder, like, what kind of Pokemon are they go into add to these features are they gonna add more like you know rarity creatures that has not been too much in other games is it gonna be you know like a Gyarados are they gonna put like you know freaking like a Jigglypuff it's like I hope they put more like you know the rarer Pokemon that are not in too much games or maybe some of the earlier Pokemon that hasn't been into the recent games which I think that'll be pretty cool to be able to you know battle with your friends in order to get this, and you could you could do either the wireless battle through you know local wireless, or you can do it online. Of course, you have to have the switch online pass in order to get these Pokemon. Which it's good that they're giving you these two options, be able to catch these Pokemon. And another new feature, which they kind of use like, which I like that they're doing this because that's what I liked about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Pokemon are actually now roaming around the world you get to see them walk around and you'll be able to you know fight them you know go to them and fight them which i think that's a pretty good idea and they should have done this a long time ago i mean come on pokemon came out back about 98 in america so i mean they should have done this a while ago but i do enjoy that they're doing this we'll be able to see the pokemon now we'll be able to battle you get to choose to battle them if you're not they still do have the surprise attacks in the grass in the caves for you know some of the random battles which Let's be honest, I kind of still like that because, let's look, I am a huge JRPG fan. I like the classic style, but I am glad that they're listening to fans, it seems like, and doing this is actually a good idea. They're also adding, because, you know, in the old games, they used to do, like, you know, the Roots to get you to where you need to get to between towns. Now they're doing what they called a wild area, which is going to be a more open-ended area where all these creatures, depending on where you are at the weather, like all these different kind of creatures will be at, and you'll be able to actually control the camera, and won't be fixed on just the character. You'll be able to look around like like an open world type of game, which I love that they added this feature. I can't wait to see you know the different kind of Scenery you'll be able to see and look around. You like you could never have done this in a Pokemon game before because everything was fixed on the character, like top view. It was always focused on that, and I love the fact that you'll be able to like you know look around now. Like I said, it should have been done a while ago, but it's good that they're adding it. You know, it, it seems like Nintendo is listening, and now they also introduce. Rotom, which he was in the pokemon sun and moon as the pokedex now he's gonna be a phone which looks very similar to pretty much one of the new phones that we have nowadays you know the galaxies the iphones it looks very similar to that which is pretty much gonna be a pokedex and it's gonna have many Features. Of course they didn't announce everything yet because you know still got plenty of time before the game comes out but one of the features which I saw in, is pretty cool that you'll be able to attach it to your bike and make the bike go much faster which is good because you know I like to go through areas pretty quickly especially if I already defeated the area and I don't want to like deal with it anymore. So that is pretty cool. You're able to customize your appearance. They have they haven't gave it too much detail like how deeply you could customize it, but for what I saw, you're able to customize you know the look of the character, some of the outfits and you will see, maybe you'll be able to get more costumes and stuff, like, you know, Pokemon Sun and Moon, where you'll be able to be, you know, fully depth with your changes, which I like that because I like customizing my characters. They also introduced a few new characters into the game. The first one was Leon, which is the champion of Gala. You know, the one that's going, you're going to be battling at the end. Let's be real. Unless, I don't know how the story's going to be, but he's going to be the champion. He's the one you want to battle. I really love his look, and I'm probably going to cosplay him in the future. But that's that's not not hearsay. And also, they're introduced to your rival. His name is Hop, which is Leon's little brother. Which, I think it's cute that he's going to be a rival. My only thing with rivals lately was that they haven't been too rivalry. They've been too, like, kind to each other, nice to each other. Which, I mean, I get that. It's a kid's game, you know. is being nice, but, you know, have some battle have some anger have some you know tenacity you know try to actually be rivals and not just be friendly and friends and stuff like that and they also introduced the professor of the region professor magnolia and her granddaughter sonia which is her assistant of course, professor is going to be giving you all the information on the new Pokemon, the information on the new Dynamax situation, and all that. So, I think it's cool. I like it that you know it's a female professor, which I know they added that before, but it's nice to have a you know some representation. Of course, they ha- They showed, like, you know, gym leaders they only showed one during the day, which is Milo, which is the grass gym leader. But the good thing, what they do for the gym leaders is they're going to be taking place in stadiums. They're going to be, like, huge events type of thing, like, legit, like, soccer matches. You see, like... Audience and apparently audience has something to do with the battles. They haven't said anything much of it yet, but it seems like audience has a huge thing with battles. It's like huge, they'll be able to use the Dynamax features, so you'll be able to the, the trainers will be using their huge, and that means you'll be able to use yours, battle them that way. And then, of course, at the end, they surprised us. Which, I don't know why they didn't show in the beginning, but I guess they had to show something at the end. The two new legendaries was announced also. For sword, it's going to be Zacian oh my god when i saw him i like squirrel because he just looks like a pokemon repeat if you know repeat from the tales of Ves- vesperia series he just looks like him and i love that so that's probably going to be my choice and then they also showed zama zenta which is the shields legendary and his whole shield is like a bo- the sh- body is like a shield and it looks great Um, But like I said, I'm definitely going to probably pick the sword because that seems like more my style. The game is going to be coming out November 15th of this year. Which is exciting. I mean, I knew it was going to come out this year, but they haven't set the exact date until now. And it's going to be, of course, have its two separate things. And it's going to have a dual bundle set, which you'll be able to get both games. Which I'm wondering, because usually with the games in the past, there's, of course, always been two releases i wonder how different is it going to be because usually on the other ones it's just you know some pokemon here and there you can't catch on each maybe some plot lines a little different but i wonder if they're gonna you know change it differently each game or it's gonna be like the regular which if that's the case i'm probably not gonna end up buying the other one i'll just trade with my friends i know a bunch of people i know is gonna be getting this game so i'll just probably be trading it with them so this game is actually getting me excited like i've always been a Pokemon fan it always will be and seeing this trailer is getting me more amped up and i know there's going to be more directs on this who knows maybe with e3 coming up maybe they might throw in something else in there who knows but if not i'm fine with that too but i'm hoping maybe in a couple months more new pokemon announcements don't announce everything all at once because i will do want some surprises but let's be real. Lately, with all the games, they've just been releasing the new Pokemon after Pokemon to get the hype up, so pretty much nothing will be a surprise once the game actually comes out, so I'm just, I can't wait till November 15th, and I know I'll be getting my copy.
0: We are hot on Twitter, man. I've been trying to post a lot of stuff from the E3, as most ghetto as possible, but, you know, I'm not in the E3 realm of Lining up and being a developer or open to the public, I don't have to go out there and, and and I would love to, but um, I don't have all that means to go out there. But I've been trying my best to give you my personal take and very, very quick snippets of what is happening in real time. I was uh, I did a live blogging with uh, EA, um, EA uh, play and that was that was pretty decent, it was good. Uh, I think, um, I'm a fan of Battlefield 5, so I for the, the fact that they went ahead and they uh, gave their uh, their guidance, they're not giving up on the project. Like you know, <clears throat> and um, they're still going hard with Battlefield Five and the content, free maps, more weapons, uh, Tides of War still, and it's it's going hard. They're gonna bring back a uh, Underground Metro map that was a fan favorite in Battlefield 9, 1942, 1943 and I think it was Battlefield Four as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That's that's great. Sims Four they they talked about near the end of it, and that is a pretty cool for your Sims fan. It's all about the island now uh and island cultures you can rock different um different uh different attires as usual per usual uh, you can actually get to swim now get to have a little dolphin pet and um there's a right in the back the volcano so if you want to go ahead and make a sim near the, vo- near the volcano that is on you but you could do it um and that's all going to be awesome that's a uh, obviously an expansion pack and it goes to the mobile as well um that was cool then you got uh Top off the top off the top. What am I talking? What am I thinking? Of? Oh, yes, Respawn Entertainment's first glimpse on Star Wars. I'll tell you something right now uh, Star Wars Fallen Empire, I think it's called. Um, I when I first watched it, first logged in to watch EA play, I, I will be honest with you, I was working so I was going back and forth. And when I did that, I just looked at it, I was like, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, it's not my type, but uh, graphically, and it's EA, you know. Ugh. Ah, come on, man. So I was kind of feeling some type of way about it. But then when they played more, like during the E3 after when it was all over, they were playing more. And I see I'm like, all right. No, that's cool. It's all gameplay. Uh, there was no cinematic. It was all just gameplay. Uh, so I'm going to give it some life. That's pretty good. It looks good now. <laughs> I uh, double did double take it. I was like, oh, all right. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, and like the the comedy, it looked like a movie. The way, the way it was shown look like a movie, so, uh, kudos, um, so how all these games making it look like movies, man, but it's good, I think it's gonna do good, I think it's great for EA for, uh, especially for Respawn Entertainment, the same makers as Titanfall, Apex, and half of Infinity War, which was responsible for Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, yes sir, them people, okay, Respawn Entertainment, so they, they do their thing, so it was just another, a uh, uh, first-time in a sense for them to try something new but with a legendary franchise so kudos to them i think it's gonna be a great game um fifa i personally me personally and i do apologize for all the soccer fans if you go ahead and peep this podcast i didn't really dive into it much i was busy at work on top of that i don't really follow soccer like that all i know is recently they uh um and i would say recently i mean maybe a year or two uh konami pretty much gave up the license for the U- U-C-E-A, I I don't know what the t- U-E-A something, um, which that was the prime differential, difference, difference, uh, between Konami's Pro Evolution uh, Soccer and FIFA, and since they lost that license, I think it's U-L-E-A actually, um, once they lost that license, or quite frankly gave it up because they said it was costing too much, FIFA yoinked it. And now it's implemented at the FIFA. So technically, the FIFA is like the monopoly of soccer games, which kind of sucks. There's no competition. But that's the same thing with NBA 2K. Live tries to be, to, to, to try to compete, but no. NBA Live is no competition. So yes, there is NBA 2K. Uh, and then there is FIFA on EA. So they held that down. There was a bit of Madden news, of course. And that's one of those things where it's kind of, it's every year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announce one Madden game and every year they go about updating it. They will be doing that. They will be. It's just time will tell. Because you're going to be spending more money releasing a game after game after game each and every year. We can release one game and just pretty much announce a big huge announcement and and work it from there. But it it won't have the same appeal though. That's what I think they're afraid of. So maybe spending the risk to put it on shelves is better than having one game with annual updates you know that's that's my personal take on that overall EA was good and i you know what i did like about what um, i mean okay i was shit they fit the on it i did like the uh greg miller shout out to him he's uh he's pretty hilarious for a host he's pretty good uh but um i i like how they did it differently i did like how they went ahead and did they uh outside hanging out they did the segments which was great good fresh air do that for every two years you know every year you know that that was good i like how they did it they they were outside to get the people that interact uh it was sectioned off by certain uh uh, by game so gave every every uh segment detailed uh explanation that was good me personally i love suspense keynotes i'm not really a fan of the directs so the sony route nintendo's famous route and Google Stadia's route, I didn't like. I don't like those. Yes, it's informative. Yes, it's cool. But there's nothing suspense about it. There's nothing announcing or, oh, I have one more thing for you. This is uh, in real time. Like, there's nothing suspense on it, which I miss that. And keynotes are infamous for that. So, But EA did good, though. I like how they did their presentations. That was good. So give it up to EA. Now, is Google Stadia a threat? Part 2. Okay. Uh I, I hope you heard the previous segment on this uh on this episode of this podcast here. But Google Stadia now is is becoming I personally, and this isn't me not looking at any um reports or any uh news articles. I'm gonna speak from the heart and from uh you know my prediction marketing type of in my head here. Um Google Google Stadia is gonna be a threat and, and what it is is It's it's setting the stone. It's setting the precedent that cloud gaming is going to be the way. PlayStation Network has PlayStation Now with seven hundred and fifty plus games um, on the cloud with a subscription. Um, That's cool, and they had their feet wet first. Then you have Xbox Now utilizing the X Cloud data centers and the like to have such a PlayStation Now uh, cloud streaming service as well. And then taking those talents and putting it onto Windows 10 and certain mobile devices. That ends in talks with Microsoft. Then we recently had a partnership between Microsoft and Sony, not Xbox and PlayStation exclusively. Microsoft and Sony, where Sony's gonna be utilizing Microsoft's um, data centers, uh I forgot Azure. Yeah, Azure's the name for their data centers, uh, to more efficiently run cloud. Architecture behind the scenes, not just PlayStation, guys. Okay, Sony and Microsoft. So a company of Microsoft and a company of Sony, and Sony runs uh, phones, TVs, has semicoders, cameras, movies, and PlayStation and cloud, cloud gaming, and cloud initiatives as well. So this is bigger than PlayStation, Xbox, but weird how this competition has now shook hands to have some form of partnership. Where Google Stadia three months ago on March. Went ahead in in February, March. Went ahead and announced their go-to initiative. And a lot of people, me included, don't really like how Google has a lot of these initiatives that they have for apps, programs. uh, And then they shut the doors down. You know, like Google Plus, Google Reader. Uh, Just recently, I forgot the name of it, that they just shut that down. Um, But whatever. They don't have a good track record. Of getting a company and shutting and getting a company, starting it and then shutting it down. Hopefully, Google Stadia is not not like that. My main man Phil Harris, uh, or Harrison. Uh, I, either way, I'm gonna say Harris because it sounds better. Um, that guy, man, he is awesome. And to have him be the forefront of announcing Google Stadia is quite quite awesome. He's done it with Sony. He's done it briefly with Microsoft. Uh, but it's it's great to have somebody in the gaming industry to be the one speaking on Google Stadia. So so now that's in a hands now. Now you gotta think about these two console console companies are doing cloud services, but they have consoles. Google Stadia is you don't have a console. You just need to buy the controller. In a Chromecast if you want to play on a TV. Doesn't that make you wonder? Developers now. Yeah, developers or publishers could be consoles now. Think about it. Hear me out. So EA has this EA All Access. What, what's going to stop them from making their own exclusive, right? Just like Disney Plus is coming out with their own subscription service, but it's all Disney, right? Um, you got uh, EA with All Access. They could just, you know, have their own little console, you know they could do the same thing Google Stadia is doing, right? Uh, um, Steam technically has their own like not not Steam, not th- I mean Steam. Yeah, it's a marketplace, whatever. But they could take their own exclusive titles that they that the developers bring on the Steam and kind of make their own their own cloud service. You pay a subscription for. Valve can do it for their own exclusive titles. Bethesda can do it for their own exclusive titles. So with Google Stadia doing this and big publishers making their making their monies what makes you think you know what what is the possibility of these publishers making subscription services but they're technically cloud consoles but they they uh, put it behind the subscription model so they call it a subscription but they go about making it a cloud console so for instance if Ubisoft did it now you can't play Assassin's Creed on Xbox and Playstation anymore Right? Wouldn't that be crazy? And then you won't even play uh, Assassin's Creed on a stadium anymore, or it could be time exclusive, right? But only if you have an Ubisoft subscription service, you get to play all the Ubisoft games, Tom Clancy's, right? Back catalogs. You see, you see, it's very different. It's very. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting and giving you slight pauses so you can really think about it, because I think personally that's going to happen because less. Money that the uh, Microsoft and Sony could make off consoles. They don't even need to worry about consoles. They could just make exclusive cloud services with their own exclusives and purchase studios instead of working with third-party studios. So now these studios could be um, purchased by one company under that service for a fixed amount of time. Not like a 10-year bungee You Activision. Know, it could be like a two or three-year that uh, Respawn Entertainment will be with EA and now EA All Access includes that. And after three years, those, those uh, services could be going to another service. It's, it's mind number to think about, but it could be the future, my friends. And Google Stadia kind of makes that a possibility because it's Google, yo. It's Google. The search engine, okay? How the heck did it evolve this much? You know, so a search a search engine is now going to be the forefront of gaming, and even if, even if it fails, it's only going to get the developers open their eyes a little bit more and understand a new business model of subscription-based console cloud gaming. Nuts, right? That's my prediction. I swear to you, if years down the road that happens. boy, listen, I, I need to be a PR, my friend, but only if I become right. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
1: 3D Realms lawsuit. As you guys have heard, Iron Maiden, you know, the... Metal group from the 80s are actually suing 3D Realms over their new game that just came out. It's a retro shooter called Ion Maiden. Pretty much what their claims is saying that their game logo and the marketing is an effect to confuse consumers into believing the defendant's product was cert that somehow gave them permission to use their name and their likeness on the game. So pretty much Iron Maiden is saying that 3D Realms took their name and the way that they created their name and used it to market their new game. Which is not the case at all. It's ION. I-O-N. Not Iron. I-R-O-N. So I don't understand why they're trying to do this. I mean, I know they have done cases like this before. There was a comic book that came out in the 90s that Iron Maiden also did this because they said Iron and the Maiden. And they actually changed the title, which... That's crazy. So I don't know how what this lawsuit is going to happen. So pretty much, this was filed in the Central District of California, May 28th, and this and they're pretty much trying to fight this. And pretty much, what they're looking for is two million dollars in damages and loss and lost wages and st- and lost wages. Which is just, it's ridiculous, like, how they're trying to do it. It's like, I don't know if, like, these days and ages that they're even going to win this. But it's just, I think who's in charge of this is Iron Maiden's holdings. Not Iron Maiden themselves. Because I don't even think they even know about games. They're just old guys playing metal music. Which, this music is still good. I will not deny that. Their music is still good. And they still know how to rock it, even at their age. But it's just... I don't know how this is going so pretty much what they're looking for it's two million dollars and for either the website of Iron Maiden to be shut down or given over to Iron Maiden's holdings (laughs) so we don't know anything has been gone through yet of course it's still very early in the court proceedings so we'll see how this goes but (laughs) <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one and i honestly i just think that grasping has straws right now i mean i know iron mating hasn't been too relevant i mean they still got their fans obviously and they're still touring obviously and not too long ago they did release um, i guess you can call it a game it's a pinball game so we'll see how this goes uh, i'll be listening on and let you guys know what's up